Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We all want to have better mornings. So what's the secret? A solid nighttime routine. Repeat after me. Mornings start the night before. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. If you like this podcast, then you'll love my foundational course on identity called Finding Me. Even routines will be stickier when they are based in knowing who you are and what matters to you. Finding Me is designed to help you do just that. You can enroll with our new buddy pass at aboutprogress.com slash finding me. The past few years, I've taught some super popular classes on habit formation. And at one point in the class, I typically ask the woman about what time of day they would love to personally focus their habits on, because it's good to have some boundaries like that. And the high majority of women who've attended these classes have said the morning. And I love a good morning routine. 
We had a whole episode on morning routines in the fall of 2021 that I highly recommend because when you win the morning, you win the day. And it can be not just life-changing, but life-giving to wake up rested and to start a morning routine that is in alignment with how you want to feel. So whenever women say that they want to work on their mornings, guess where I tell them to start? The night. A solid morning routine is largely dependent on if there is a solid night routine. Mornings start the night before. I think if we're all being honest with ourselves, then we know this already. We know this. And logically, I mean, if we're even just thinking about rest, we know that when we go to bed late, it's really hard to wake up and to feel rested and to be happy and to be ourselves. But this is beyond just the time you go to sleep. This is about the way you end your days and how doing that affects the way that you start your days too. Today, I'm going to walk you through a four-step process to creating a solid nighttime routine, and then we will walk through the obstacles that you are facing in order to make that routine happen. Step number one for this process is to choose for yourself. I personally think that the biggest key to a successful nighttime routine, and any routine for that matter, is intention. It doesn't really matter what time you go to bed. And I'm going to be really honest, it does not matter what time you go to bed. It matters how you go to bed. It doesn't matter what you are doing. It matters how you feel about what you are doing. It's the choosing that makes a routine intentional. And an intentional routine feels good. And when a routine feels good, you're going to stick with it easier and more long-term too. And I feel like I just did legally bond there on accident, (laughs) like talking about exercise and endorphins. But truly, it's the choosing. You want to choose for yourself what your nighttime routine is going to be. So the shoulds cannot be part of this process at all. Do you know what a great nighttime routine could look like? plugging in your phone, watching Netflix for an hour, washing your face, brushing your teeth, and going to bed at 11 p.m. That can be a really great nighttime routine. It's the intention that matters more than what you do, and it's how you feel about what you do. The good news, so let's get make sure that's clear. The good news is that having a nighttime routine doesn't have to follow any prescriptions And it doesn't mean you have to go to bed early. Your routine just has to be chosen. So I want you to put on your choosing hat. The second step I have for you is to consider your feelings. We talked about this a lot in the morning routine episode, but I need to bring it in here too. First, I want to offer something to you. A nighttime routine is not about getting things done. It's about winding down. This means you do not have to be productive at night. And you also don't need to have a 20-step nighttime routine that is hard to keep up with. You will better be able to direct what you're going to do at night if you're not only based in choice, those routines, but also if those routines are based in how you want to feel as you are winding down at night. 
And the best news about it being feeling driven is that you can do that in five or 10 minutes, or you can do that in two hours if it takes a long time for you to wind down. So I'm going to give you some ideas on how you might want to feel about your nighttime routine and how you want your nighttime routine to help you feel. Maybe peaceful, gentle, calm, relaxing, connective. You get to decide. Go back to our growth spurt from last week on that, right? You still get to decide about what these feelings are because some of you might say productive is how I want to feel at night. And maybe that's because your own rhythm, your own natural body body rhythm means that you get the most quality work done at night. So again, you let's go back to the first step. You get to choose. And then as part of that, choose the feeling. How do you want your nighttime routine to help you feel? The third step is to cast a vision. I define a routine as a set amount of time with a series of habits all stacked together. So when you're thinking about a routine, you're actually thinking about something that is made up of a lot of smaller habits. So what you want to do when you are casting a vision is you want to think of things you actually want to regularly do at a certain time of day, in this case, nighttime, that can help create the emotions you want to feel. Before you cast a vision, I would just brainstorm. What are some things that can help you feel a certain feeling? If you want to feel connective, maybe some things that go under that are a nighttime prayer um, as a family, maybe pillow talk with your spouse, maybe Marco pulling a friend or connecting with people on Facebook. Facebook can be allowed, right? Um, If you want to feel peaceful, then maybe your nighttime routine would have things like meditation or playing the piano. Maybe that helps you give you peace, listening to soft music, taking a bubble bath. So first brainstorm, what are some possible things that you can do that are usually habits that will create the emotions you want at night? And then after you have that brainstorm, I want you to take what you have and cast a vision of what that could look like all put together, all stacked together into a routine. And again, it can be a five minute routine or it can be a couple hour routine. You get to choose. So maybe your ideal vision of what a nighttime routine could be would be like that nighttime, that Netflix routine I shared where you, you know, brush your teeth, watch Netflix for an hour, go to bed. Okay. Or maybe you have something like a skincare routine followed by journaling, meditation, prayer, and bed. Maybe your vision could be checking in with your spouse, drinking tea while reading your book, brushing your teeth and bed. Again, you get to choose, but take your brainstorm, pull some from it and cast a vision of what you would love your ideal nighttime routine to look like. Ideal is a key word here, okay? Because next step number four is to care how you start. Did you see all the alliteration there? (laughs) Basically, what that step means is to start small. You cast a vision of your ideal routine, but you do not start there. Take care on how you start. Don't do the full routine night one and then expect yourself to stick with it. That requires way too much energy that we do not have. Instead, what you want to do is start small by choosing one habit that you can establish and get consistent and then from there build. 
So if you were to look at your ideal that you cast, your the vision that you cast about what your ideal nighttime routine could look like, you have two ways of starting small, I think. Look at that string of habits all stacked together into a routine and just go back to the beginning. What would be the first step? And that's what you focus on starting with, just that first step. That's option one. Here's option two that will help you get started. Maybe it's not the routine that's hard. Maybe it's what is getting in the way of that routine. Let's say you have some huge hurdles that are just interfering with you even getting started. Phone use could be one, children, to-dos around the house. We're going to talk about all these obstacles later. So I would encourage you to think about how your starting small can actually not have to do with the routine. It could be about establishing a habit that helps lower the hurdle that is getting in the way of you even starting. We have a whole episode on lowering the hurdle, and I'll have that linked for you in the show notes. But to help, you know, kind of uh, show how this can look, I'm going to tell you my personal ideal routine and where I am starting. My ideal routine looks like this. The kids go down somewhere between 7.30 and 8.30. Sometimes it takes them up to an hour or more to fall asleep. And I typically work after that between 7.30 or 8 and 9. So after that, 9 p.m., I have an alarm that goes off on my watch and my phone. And ideally, that means I will then go to my room, plug in my phone, put on my pajamas, do my skincare routine. Then I'm going to go back into the living room and watch a show with Brad while eating a treat. And usually that's about 45 minutes to an hour. After that, we're going to turn off the TV after one episode, especially because it's allowed. I can watch one every day. It's always there for me. Then I'll go brush my teeth. Then I'll do my prayer, day planner, and journals, which takes me about five minutes total. I'll lay in bed and do a deep breathing meditation, which is me breathing for five breaths, five deep breaths. That's it. Then I read on my Kindle until I fall asleep. That's the full ideal vision of how I like my nights to feel. And I like my nights to feel restful. Like I'm just resting. I'm not working. I'm not being productive. I'm not cleaning. Um, I'm taking time to connect, but I'm mostly resting. So right now I'm at the point in my life where I am doing that routine most nights. Sometimes I work longer so that does happen. Or sometimes I get lost on my phone. So that happens too. But for me right now, it's less about getting the routine done. And it's my biggest problem is the time that I am starting the routine. If I work later, if I'm on my phone later, then everything starts later and I go to bed later, which makes my morning start in ways that I personally do not like. So if I were to be my own coach and I would ask myself, so where are you going to start small? I would start both at the beginning of my routine and my biggest hurdle, which is putting my phone and my laptop to bed so I stop working or fiddling around. So that would be where I start. And I just want to say starting there at the beginning for me also creates momentum. I don't do all those steps every single night all in order, but if I plug in my phone, that seems to get the momentum going on the rest of my routine. So that's why I would start there. Okay, so hopefully that gives you a good example. I'm going to review the four-step process to getting a solid nighttime routine, and I'll tell you what's next. Number one is choose for yourself. Two, consider your feelings. Three, cast a vision. And four, care how you start. Coming up, I'm going to walk you through your biggest obstacles, 
But first, a quick word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, that four-step process was awesome and all, but what about real life? (laughs) And what about things that happen in our real lives that interfere us with establishing those good intentions and those visions we have in mind? That's why I'm going to spend the rest of this time talking about the biggest obstacles that you, yes, you, are facing to implementing a good nighttime routine specifically. Now, I went on Instagram and I asked the question, what is getting in the way of you creating a nighttime routine? I got so many responses and they basically were the same few things. But to help make this more real, I'm going to share a voicemail I got from a progressor named Allie describing her nighttime issue. Hey, Monica, my name is Allie. I would say my biggest nighttime routine hang up is that I can't decide what exactly it is that I want to do when my kids go to bed. I think I breathe such a sigh of relief when they finally go to bed that I end up plopping down and sitting on my phone and scrolling for way too long because what I want to do is get the house tidied up really quickly and then relax with a book and a cup of tea, or maybe watch a good show, or get some laundry folded. Um, But I just, I kind of seem to just poop out. And then not only do I not do something nice, I end up staying up way too late. And I'm not even enjoying myself when I stay up late. I'm just puttering. Like I'll sit on my phone for a while, and then I'll finally go to clean up the kitchen, and then I'll start snacking and clean up really slowly, and before I know it, it's past 11, and then I'll get back in bed and maybe read for five or 10 minutes and go, oh my gosh, it's so late, I have to go to bed. So I've always been a night owl, but I wish that if I were going to stay up late, I could at least enjoy myself and feel like I did something that was relaxing. But instead, it feels like I'm kind of punishing myself over and over because I cannot even seem to move enough to get myself up and moving so that I can enjoy myself. So anyway, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks so much. Allie, I'm trying to not just freak out about the amazing Colin that this was. So thank you. Um, But just as a former night owl slash that is still a big part of my natural tendencies, I just want to tell you I related to this so much. and I'm sure all of us do who are listening in some way or another. So in fact, instead of me breaking down point by point your obstacles, I'm going to use yours as an illustration for the main obstacles that I see people facing, which are one, two, three, four, five big obstacles. The biggest obstacle is numbing behavior. So many talked about this. I want time alone after the kids are done. And when I finally have that time alone, I get sucked into numbing behavior. I relate to this again because the other night I found myself searching on Google, why do people hate Chris Pratt? (laughs) Right? 
If you find yourself down the internet wormholes or maybe other numbing behaviors, which could be cleaning or being productive, that's a numbing behavior, but also stereotypically can be like losing, like you don't know where you are and things are just happening, whether it's on the phone or on Netflix or eating a ton, which by the way, I don't think there's anything wrong with eating a ton. But anyway, you're just going into a numbing route. If that's what's happening, this is what I want you to remember. Numbing behavior is simply a sign that your soul is malnourished. If you've ever seen an animal that is just so hungry because they haven't been properly fed and they suddenly get their little container full of food, they go crazy on it, right? And it's because they've been malnourished. The same is true with your soul. Numbing behavior is just a sign that your soul is malnourished. If you find yourself sucked into numbing behavior, regardless of what the behavior is, I want you to think about what am I missing right now with my soul and how can I nourish that part of my soul and likely earlier in the day. So many of us are putting our own rest or relaxation, our own creativity, our own spirituality on the back burner until everything gets done. And that means you are starting your nighttime completely depleted and you are so malnourished that you are getting sucked into easy low energetic, low energy required ways of filling a cup. And what it's doing is it's not filling it up. Okay. It's just not. So think about if you are sucked into the numbing behavior, what can you do to find that nourishment? Not just at night, but I would say even earlier in the day. So that cup is already at least has something in it. So you can have the energy you need, which actually takes me to my second biggest obstacle you reported in about you are exhausted. One of the women said, quote, their biggest obstacle is, quote, not having the energy to start. So you put it off too long. How many of us feel that way? We're just so exhausted that it it feels like just another thing. Even if your nighttime routine is laying in the in the bath, it feels like too much effort to fill up the bath. So that's why you get sucked into the numbing behavior. So We had an amazing guest on our show years ago, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, who talked about why you're exhausted all the time. And it can be physical exhaustion, but it also could be other things, emotional, spiritual, creative exhaustion, connective exhaustion. There's a lot of ways that we can be exhausted. So I would encourage you to first name how you are exhausted and what can happen again sooner in the day to help you with that specific way that you are exhausted. Another thing is to ask for more help. Okay. You need to ask for help. And the third way I would encourage you to, to, to beat this exhaustion obstacle is to, instead of doing a nighttime routine that requires a ton of energy, focus on just one small thing you can do at night on the worst of days that will help you feel the feeling you want to feel. And focusing on even that one thing, even it requires one minute of your time, that will not only help you with the feeling, it will also create momentum. And that momentum will create more energy. So maybe you will find yourself doing other things that help with those feelings. Maybe you'll find yourself going down that habit stack of the next thing that could work as part of your ideal nighttime routine. But even if not, that small amount of time with low energy required will create the feeling that you want. 
So that's actually my biggest tip with exhaustion. Focus on creating momentum instead of trying to produce a ton of energy. And we have a whole episode on that too. (laughs) So I'll link to that in the show notes. It was a really popular episode. So far, we've covered numbing behavior and exhaustion. The next one, and actually it was the most commonly answered hurdle, is phone. So this was said by someone, I get too tired and skip the routine and go to phone scrolling. That's what Allie talked about too. Again, this is just the easiest low energy required way that we can that we think we're filling the bucket. So since this seems to be the number one hurdle, I want you to take big steps to lower this hurdle. We want your nighttime routine to be easier to do. So in order to start it, we want to make your number one obstacle harder to do. I normally stay away from extremes. I don't like extremes, but I also have no problem with making your routine easier to do by making your number one obstacle harder to do. And you get to decide what this looks like. When I share my my normal nighttime routine, that usually happens most nights, I said my first step is to plug my phone inside my bedroom, which is also not on my nightstand. So it's in a random spot in my bedroom. And that is me lowering the hurdle so that I'm able to start any part of my routine that can help create that peaceful and connective way that I want to feel. So whether that's plugging your phone in another room and walking away or locking it in in a drawer or turning it off, you get to decide, make this obstacle harder. And perhaps that should be the way you start small is just focusing on, on getting in a habit where your phone is hard to access. Okay. That was the third obstacle. The next one is children. (laughs) A lot of people said it's having young kids or toddlers who won't go to bed. But I also heard this a lot about teenagers. This is what one, one woman said. She said, quote, they stay up and randomly need you at bedtime, unquote. So with this, let's just zoom out for a moment and let's acknowledge the objective facts here. Having children interferes with what we want and need to do. It's just a fact. It's just part of the seasons that we face regularly with children, no matter what stage they're at, with our own nighttime routine too. So sometimes it's like all we can do to just get a child to bed and us go to bed. Other times it's a little bit easier. So I just want you to acknowledge the zoom out here and that the stress might be a season of your life. And I also want to say, we have had terrible sleepers and our fourth child has been our worst. And so I relate to this so much. It usually, it took him hours to go to bed up until just recently. And now it's about a half an hour. So I relate. Okay. So if you are struggling with children interfering with a nighttime routine for you, zoom out and acknowledge it and then zoom in to the feeling that you want. You might not be able to have an even 10 minute routine right now. What you can focus on, though, is the feeling. Think about one thing you can control at night that can help you create that feeling in spite of also being in the middle trying to get kids to sleep or waiting for them being up or helping your kids with homework who are up later. What is one thing you can hit pause on all the things and simply take that moment to create the feeling? So this is where I would think about maybe just a deep breath. Okay, we also had a whole episode on that now that I think about it. 
maybe this can be playing a song that you want to to hear. Um, maybe it can be reading one page in a book. Maybe it, it can just be shutting yourself in a closet for one minute because you just need a minute. Okay, so think about one thing, one thing you can control even with these kids. And even if you only do that one thing, that is still a routine. Here's what one person said. Quote, by the time the kids are in bed, I just need, need to lay on the couch and breathe, unquote. My friend, that, that person who wrote this, that is a routine. And that is something that you can do. So if you need that, choose it. You have my permission to make that your routine. Okay, the fifth and final obstacle is the feeling and also the reality that you have no time. Many of us at night have to-dos, obligations, work, things that we have to do for our kids, house to manage. One woman said, quote, it feels like the kids and my husband are the priority and nights don't seem like time for me, unquote. Another woman said, I'm trying to do all the stuff I can't do during the day because a toddler and work. Again, I understand this, friends. I am mostly a stay-at-home mom. Most of the time that I work is either like a little bit of time in the afternoon when I can convince my almost four-year-old to do something else or at night. I have largely worked at night. I understand. I get this. What I would encourage you to do is if you are getting caught up in the feeling there's no time at night, you need to deprioritize, my friend. You need to look at what's on that list and take off a few things, if not most of it. This is is an essential part of having a nighttime routine. Deprioritize. And in the process of taking things off the list, you're able to put yourself on the list, even in those small bite-sized ways we talked about. Again, this is a mindset shift. Your routine can be just one small thing and you are worth that time. Start with a minute. Just start with a deep breath. We also have a whole episode on deprioritizing. I promise I didn't mean this <laughs> to be the case, but these are some big tools that I use in our work together in this community. So I ha- I'll link that in the show in the show notes too. We just talked about so many obstacles and it can feel really overwhelming. And I just want to give you a little glimpse of what can be on the other side of this. Also on Instagram, I asked what would change for you if you had a solid nighttime routine? Here's what some of the women said. I would get up earlier and be more rested overall. I'd be more fulfilled at the end of the day. My canteen would be filled and then I would be able to pour and give some to others. It would be so freeing of anxiety and bad habits. I'd be able to read more. I'd be a much more energetic and pleasant person. I'd have more peace of mind. But the most common answer that came in was everything everything can change. This is why we talk about habits just as much as we talk about identity and fulfillment, because habits are what free you to living the life you want to live and being the person you want to be. And that is what I want from you. This is what is waiting for you with an intentional nighttime routine. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. The progress pointers from this week are actually just that four-step process I shared with you on how to create a solid nighttime routine. I'll share them a bunch on Instagram the next week, but if you want them in a graphic form, it'll be sent right to my go-getter newsletter on Tuesday. Your do something challenge for this week is to decide how you want your nighttime to feel. 
When you do that, when you decide that, you can DM me about it, you can email me about it, so I can spotlight one of you here. This week, I want to have a spotlight for a progressor named Jenny. She is on Instagram at Broken to Beautiful. And I love the ideas that she shared with me about what she has on her own DSL list, do something list for 2022. Here's some of the ideas she had. Make six quilts, do food testing nights with family. That sounds really intriguing. Have a no spend month and go horseback riding. I love those ideas. And I just want to remind you, it's not too late to make your own DSL. Two weeks ago, we had a great episode on that. And I know I referenced a ton of episodes today. Don't worry about keeping track of all of them. They're all in the show notes for you. And that should be in your app. Or you can just go to aboutprogress.com slash podcast. Click on the episode. You'll see all the show notes there. I want to remind you to not forget and join the Sticky Habit Challenge because we are starting in two weeks. I would love to have you there. Thank you so much for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. The past few years, I've taught some popular. (laughs) Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.